This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope that you can hear me. I hope you can see me. Um, I had some kind of audio things going on in the, in the headphones, but I'm hoping that it's it's fine. It's like if I tap this, I can hear that, but I can't. It doesn't feel like I can hear myself. It's, uh, it's it's very, very strange. So I'm hoping that you can hear and see me all right. Do let me know in the chat box. Good morning, everybody joining us live. Uh, thank you for doing so. It means a lot, as always. Uh, good morning to, to AB, to Old Dave, to Trader. I know that YouTube and Streamy, I was already mugged you guys off. Uh, good morning to Barry. Um, Fly says, I was watching old watch-along videos the other day of Tom and Hugh Izzy losing their minds. Does anyone know what happened to Hugh Wizzy as he's not uploaded videos for a little while? I don't know what's happened with Hugh actually. Um but uh, I really enjoyed doing those watch alongs. Me and Hugh had a lot of fun. Uh I remember the West Ham game in particular where we drew three three. We were three nil down and we came back to draw three three. Uh there's a very, very famous clip of, of me and Hugh celebrating that third goal. So yeah, certainly uh, certainly that was that was very very good indeed um morning to Stephen and Ansa and Ray and Marcus uh Louis Rob Shari uh and and plenty more of you guys and gals as well thank you so much everyone for tuning in and uh thank you for all the support over the weekends uh it was kind of crazy in the end because it when what I thought you know and I think still to be fair is certainly in, in an international break for content creation the most challenging days are always going to be the weekend but a testament to the community, the family that we have here. You guys ended up getting more likes on Saturday and Sunday than we managed to get on any previous day uh, of this international break so far. And that just goes to show how legendary, I nearly swore then, how legendary you all are. So thank you so much. I've seen so many messages a little bit like this. Uh, Global House says, uh, good morning, Tom. I usually only listen on Spotify, but I'm here to like the video and i've seen so many people message me that you know just listen on audio just listen on spotify or itunes or other platforms amazon i guess and things like that um that have hopped over to youtube a to tell me that they've seen my face for the first time are scared by it no, i'm only joking 
Um, and secondly, just to drop a like on the YouTube video to see if they can help be part of this family. And it's great. And it, if we continue to do this, we've got five days. And if in five days we can get 1K on each of those five days, we're going to release the tickets a little bit early for the live event in February to try and get it's it's a limited venue so i will give you good warning about the time and the date that i will release it so that you can i'm going to try and release it during kind of a an early afternoon uk because i feel like that's when the us wake up that's kind of when um you know the eastern eastern areas and we're going to sleep and stuff so it's it's covering all bases for anyone that's traveling over i want to give everybody the equal opportunity to try and and get uh, a ticket if they can because i you know it's a smaller venue than it was last time so i wanted to make it a little bit more intimate and things like that and, and pack out the room so uh yeah it's going to be exciting it's going to be fun uh, and I hopefully as many of you can come along as possible right shall we go to the topics i think we should uh let's uh let's jump into the, ch- uh, the topic shall we uh despite it being the international break uh arsenal still managing uh, a fantastic fantastic win over brighton jonas side of our side scoring three goals uh, from Caitlin Ford, from Black Stenius, uh, and from Frieda Marnham as well, a goal late on in the fixture to give them a 3-0 win and keep the pressure very much on Chelsea. Arsenal, as I've mentioned before, didn't have the best of starts um, regarding kind of the, the season and the Champions League uh, disappointments, as we all very much well know, and you probably are fed up with me reminding you of at the moment. But the WSL table after the weekend's results looks like this. Chelsea on 19 points, uh, Arsenal on 16 points, Manchester City on 13 points, Man United on 12, Spurs on 12, Liverpool on 11, Leicester on 8, Brighton on 7, Aston Villa on 6, Everton on 5, West Ham on 4, and Bristol City on four so Arsenal three points off the top after seven games uh very similar I guess to where we're at kind of in the in the men's side of things in the Premier League so things are going good form's really good uh Cooney Cross is, is now in the first team and starting plenty of games as well and is is certainly making an impact Lacasse as well has been starting plenty of games and hopefully we're going to see uh you know this this these these girls do a fantastic job continually because that's what they're doing and I have to say Stina Blackstenius as well, to give a shout out to her, continues to be, for me, one of the most underrated players in our side. Um, continues to score goals, continues to be so consistent for us. And uh, I never feel like she ever gets the the credit that, that she deserves because all the talk's always around like Viv and Beth and now the new signings that have come in as well. But yes, Nina Blackstenius has done a fantastic job and continues to do so. Uh, back into the men's side of things. And uh, Gabriel Jesus is in full training um, with Brazil and is expected to start Arsenal, Arsenal's, uh, the game against Argentina for Brazil. Uh, this does mean, of course, that he will fly back to Arsenal with less than 72 hours before the game against Brentford. And the same goes for Martinelli, the same goes for Gabriel. There's an expectation that all three will start Brazil's game against Argentina. That's according to reports coming out of Brazil, as we discussed yesterday. But we've got the images of, of Gabriel Jesus in full training, seemingly looking much, much more recovered than he was. Um, it's a good and bad thing. You know, we've talked a little bit about this yesterday, so I won't go into too much detail. But hopefully, we're going to focus on it being a good thing. Hopefully, Jesus' involvement in this game will mean he'll be ready and back to play for Arsenal in the Premier League. Will he be in the squad for Brentford? Will we see um, Arteta go with a little stubborn approach and say, nope, we said he's not ready. And we're like, well, he played for Brazil. Nope, not ready yet. We're not going to use him. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll see. We'll have to wait and see if that end up, ends up happening indeed. Uh, moving into transfers. Um, and according to the Tribute OM, um, Marseille are apparently interested in taking Fabio 
Vieira on loan. Um, Fabio Vieira, of course, started off the season quite well for Arsenal, but opportunities have not been necessarily so forthcoming recently. And he is serving a three-match ban after the international break for that uh, that horrible tackle that he made uh, against Burnley. I say horrible. It, it was innocent in some ways, but it was endangering the opponent with the studs coming down on the knee and things and down on the shin, I guess. So you've got to be careful of those challenges. And it wasn't great. And he deserved the red. But uh, he's a talented player. It's just never seemed to be the consistency that he needs to, to succeed. And so maybe a lone move away to Marseille, where we've had success. We've had not so much success since Tavares and Saliba have, um, you know, juxtaposed kind of uh, performances and careers after the their low moves to Marseille. Maybe Fabio Vieira will be the one that benefits the most um, from a potential move. So, yes, let's let's wait and see. Um, but uh, our final and headline story is according to Italian outlet Tutta Juve. So, you know what emoji needs to be thrown into the chat box, people. According to reports coming out of Italy, uh, Dusan Vlaovic is said to be back on the menu. It's back on the menu, boys, uh, for Arsenal. Um, and uh, Arsenal are said to be in competition with a number of clubs, including Real Madrid, uh, for a potential move for the Serbian striker. We talked about Dusan Vlaovic the other day. Uh, someone asked a question in our Q&A section about Vlaovic, whether or not we would want him. And I'd actually not even really looked at his goal record so far this season, and it's not great. It's got something like four or five goals in 12 or so games. It's not a great record um, for a player of you know the calibre of Vlaovic, for the money that he would cost, for the money that he did cost. Um, so we'll have to wait and see again. Uh, I know uh, that those words are being used a lot this morning, but that is what we're going to be doing is theorising and, and using hypotheticals because whether or not we see um, Dusan Vlaovic at Arsenal after so many months and seemingly years of talk uh he is again linked with a move to the gunners but the reports are emerging from italy which have proven in the past to not necessarily be the most reliable especially uh for tuta juve so uh, i guess let's uh, let's wait and uh let's see uh, <laughs> what happens with dusha vlaovic but uh, a move in january seemingly if reports are to be believed are on the cards. Right, let's move to part two, shall we, and tackle your questions right after this. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right. Uh, let's jump into the chat box and... Uh, Go through some of these questions, but uh, before we do, if you haven't already done so already, please do drop a like on the video. Just one click of that button really helps us out as we continue our challenge 
of 1K every day uh, across the international break um, and seeing if we can get the next five days completed. We've ticked off, you know, seven days worth of, of, of 1K likes so far, and we've got five days left to complete the challenge. So let's see if this family, this community, continue to surprise and uh, and show that show that we certainly can uh, achieve this. Right. Okay. Um, Kevin says, I'm doing the Emirates Stadium tour today. Any tips and advice from anyone? Kevin, that's a fantastic thing to do for the first time. If you're doing it indeed for the first time, enjoy it. Uh, if you're doing the Legends tour, uh, you'll have a great time. If you're not doing the Legends tour, you'll also have a great time because they're fantastic opportunities for fans to see the inner workings of the stadium. Uh, you'll get to see where I work. Uh, you'll see, the, the, I think you get taken through the press lounge, I'm pretty sure. Um, and into the press conference room as well. Uh, so yeah, take a picture in front where Arteta usually sits. Uh, you can take a picture if you go if you sit in the front row. That's usually where I'll pop up if I'm ever in there in the Emirates. So uh, yeah, take some pictures in the in the press conference room. Enjoy the Diamond Club and see what that looks like. Where the directors sit, etc. Uh, it's a good experience. So yeah, learn some stuff and uh, take in the sights of the Emirates. Um, Marcus says, "Will we get 1,000 likes? Let's wait and see." Yes. <laughs> Let's let's wait and see. Um, Andrew says it's become a drinking game almost. If you're like based in the uh, in the eastern areas of the world where the time zones are, are more to the evening, you could definitely do a drinking game with the amount of times I'd say wait and see. We'll take a shot. Uh, Andrew says Tom, instead of looking for a world number nine uh, where Martinelli and Trossard can conveniently uh, play there interchangeably. Yeah, I, I, someone left a comment yesterday saying that we should be using Martinelli as a nine. I think that for me, Trossard at nine and you know Martinelli on the left is is a better combination i think that works more i think their understanding is really good playing with one another so i would prefer to see trossard and martinelli start games together um sabre says why would we sign another project in vlaovic when a victor boniface looks world class and is potentially gettable as well and i think that maybe moving for a younger player that's on the up rather than a player that needs to be revived in the case of havertz and potentially in the case of vlaovic I agree, is, is the right way forwards for Arsenal. Um, Cass says, I can see the only way of Vlaovic moves coming to fruition is maybe if we swap with Thomas Partey. And Thomas Partey, of course, is being linked with Juventus. Maybe that's something that would help in a potential move for the Serbian striker. Um, and World Citizen says, with Partey linked with a possible loan move to Juve, would you be open to a part exchange with Vlaovic in the summer? I'd have to wait until the summer and to see kind of what options are available but if it gets a significant amount of money off a deal for Vlaovic and that's the striker that Arsenal and Arteta wants, then it might be the way forwards. But Arsenal, I think, you know, need to focus on in the, in January signing that central midfielder that can really reinforce the options that we've got in the middle of the park. Amira says, the next time you do a pod with Dr. Raj, any chance that you could ask about how much the quick change in time zones can affect players? I don't think players are given much time to readjust quickly. Um, potentially, yeah. I mean, our next one might be on Thursday. We've not done one for a little while because people have been very, very busy. Um, oh, the TGT sneeze, making a return there, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I will certainly endeavour to to get an insight into that one. But it's more to do with fatigue, you know. Fatigue is obviously going to be a big part of that. You're tired, your muscles maybe a, a little bit, haven't had the chance to recover, that sleep allows. And so I guess that that would play into it. Uh, Ondavoli says, hey, Tom, have you seen David Dean's thoughts on Arsenal regarding the statement the club put out regarding VAR? He thinks it doesn't seem to give Arsenal a good image. I saw them in passing. I've seen like quotes, him saying that it wouldn't happen if he was at Arsenal. You know, David Dean did a really good job um, in regards to what he did at Arsenal when he was with Arsene Wenger. 
he also was the one that brought Stan Kroenke into the club and a lot of people that are really backing of him and yet very critical of Stan and, and KSE seem to forget that fact quite often um, and choose, or rather choose not to bring it up when they're so praising of it. But it's a different time. One of the big reasons why we had to move on from Arsene Wenger was because the, the football had changed, football had moved on, football had left Arsene Wenger behind. And I think the same can be said for David Dean at this day. David Dean did a good job in what he did in his era, in his time. But football has changed and managers and their positions and their role and what they do and what they're expected in some ways has also changed. And so, therefore, I think that to turn around and say that it wouldn't have happened if he was involved at Arsenal, I'm not sure Arteta would probably even be manager if David Dean was, was, was at Arsenal and whether he would have kept Arsene Wenger for even longer. Who knows? We don't know. But I don't necessarily think that it just because David Dean says it, it means that it's true. Like it means that it's it's the right way uh, or the only way. Um, it's an opinion. I disagree with him, um, but uh, it's an opinion. Uh, World Citizen says Andre looks like he's moving in January, so a loan with an obligation for Partey could open the door. Uh, Andre uh, is that midfielder from Fluminense, Brazilian international. Very interestingly, exciting young player. One to keep an eye on. Is he the player that Arsenal will end up moving for? You know what? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Pika Who says, Tom, uh, any plans for tomorrow for the big day? I don't know what you're talking about, mate. What's tomorrow? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, no idea. No idea. Uh, Stuart says, aren't we close to having a full-strength first 11 now? Jesus hopefully back. Partey not far away. Well, Partey will be more late December, I think. Um, apparently, our target's in the game against Liverpool on the 23rd of December. So we are very close, um, I suppose, to having a full strength 11 again. But Yuri and Timber's still out for a long, long time. So pretty close to a full strength 11, Stuart, but there's still some way to go. And maybe we might even have a new midfielder in January to add to that best 11, if indeed we can do the business that we need to do in, in January. Um, <clears throat> Alpha says, a TGT hat with a liquid holder behind the logo. Interesting. What? Uh, oh, the, the the little cans. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's how you should have a tea. That's how that's the full viewing experience of TGTs. If you can get one of these caps and attach those like can holders with the little straws, that, that might be the way forwards. Um, Pika, who says that's what annoys me, Patrick. I enjoy listening to Talksport, but the negativity towards Arsenal is. But I mean, yeah, you know, I really loved it when um, we had a lot more defensive of Arsenal. Laura Woods, of course, who previously used to present on Talksport, did a great job in defending Arsenal so often. Martin Keown does a really good job, I think, quite often of, of putting across the Arsenal point of view and defending Arsenal, and being more grounded and objective about Arsenal. But there is a lot. You know, we get a lot of stick. We get targeted a hell of a lot. And, you know, being part of the TalkSport fan network here at TGT, you know, I hope that one of the big reasons why I wanted to join up with that network and wanted to provide that network. So if you listen on audio platforms at the start of every episode, you hear uh, the, the the fan network intro. Um, and uh, the reason why I agreed to be part of that was because I thought that we would provide more objectivity. We provide more positivity and a little bit more grounded thinking uh, on the network regarding Arsenal. So that was one of the big reasons why I certainly wanted to to join up as part of that and provide the Arsenal balance, if you like. Uh, Vihar says, people say Arteta complains, but Wenger used to moan all the time. I think people completely forget things as well. Wenger did, uh, used to complain a lot uh, and did get charged a number of times by the FA. So it's hardly... Like it never happened when David Dean was at the club as well. Uh, Kyle says, Tom, why is it that we rarely produce top defenders from our academy, especially centre-backs? We always produce midfielders and attackers. 
I mean, Ashley Cole was one of the best uh, defenders to ever come out of the Arsenal Academy. Best players to come out of the Arsenal Academy was Ashley Cole. Um, I think defenders are maybe perhaps a lot harder to produce in the same way. Um, we've never necessarily, we've always kind of signed them. We've signed young players. You think about it. Saliba played a number of games with the youth side as well. Um, but it's much more difficult, I think, because defenders tend to mature at an older age. Attackers tend to... You, you find that attackers develop at a younger age and uh, defenders seem to mature and reach their peak perhaps at a slightly older age and develop slightly later because the mistakes that a young defender makes are usually relatively frequent throughout um kind of a defender's growth. And so therefore, teams tend to go and invest in defenders that are already producing that at a young age maybe, but more so at a more consistent level. So I think it's potentially because the pathway into the first team is a lot harder for younger players. And so therefore, they tend to move on. But Ashley Cole is a great example. But again, it's it's not a recent one. You know, we're, we're talking early, uh, early 2000s um, in regards to... The last time, really. I'm trying to think. Did we produce? I'm trying to think. Because Kieran Gibbs, what was Kieran Gibbs' story? Um, he played plenty of games for Arsenal. But I wouldn't say he was like, you know, like top, top. Uh, he did come for our academy, of course. But he left Arsenal in 2019 for West Brom. He played 137 league appearances. How many total appearances for Arsenal? 230. So, you know, Kieran Gibbs is another. Hector Bellerin. Um, is also another example as well. A player that came through the academy. Signed, I say came with the academy. He was signed at 16, sure. But he played several years during, uh, you know, in that youth academy as, as well. Um, Clichy. Um, I don't know. When, when did Clichy sign for Arsenal? Let's have a quick look. Gail Clichy signed for Arsenal. I mean, he didn't come through the academy. He signed in 2003 from Cannes. He came through the Cannes Youth Academy and plenty of others in France. So he's not really, he doesn't really count, Marcus, I'm afraid. Uh, but Bellerin and Gibbs, uh, I'd count in there as well. Centre-halves, though, don't really, don't really. When did we sign, um, just doing another check on another name that's popped into my head. Uh, Johan Juro, we signed in 2003. He spent one year in the Youth Academy before making his debut at a senior level in 2004, uh, left Arsenal in 2014. So Campbell. <laughs> he did spend time in a certain North London Academy, but, you know, just not just not Arsenal. Did he Did he come through the Spurs Academy in Sol Campbell? Uh, let's have a quick look. Sol Campbell. What was his career? Uh, yeah, he did. Um, 1989 to 1992. Played for Tottenham for... Nine years, 255 appearances for Spurs before moving to Arsenal in 2001. You know, I, I was never really old enough or conscious enough at the time to really experience that um, that move and appreciate it for what it was. I do now. I do appreciate it for what it was now. But at the time, you know, I was only, what, I would have been seven uh, <laughs> to make people feel old. So, yeah, at the time, I certainly wasn't able to experience that in the same way. Um, as, as I know plenty of our listeners did and knew the, the, the gravity of that move. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a long time since we've produced, I say, a centre-half. Tony Adams, I suppose, is the most recent example of a centre-half that's really made it at Arsenal. Uh, other than that, it's mainly fullbacks, be it Cole, be it Gibbs, uh, be it Bellerin. So maybe it'll be a Raw Waters. Maybe it'll be someone like that. Um, but at the moment, there's not. I don't necessarily look at the centre-backs in the Arsenal team 
and think, you know, Foran, um, Monlou, I, I, I don't look at those guys and think, yeah, I can see their futures in the long term being Arsenal. I could be wrong, and I hope they do prove me wrong because it would be for the benefit of Arsenal. But yeah, difficult that one. Very, very difficult. Pika, who says Dixon? Oh, we signed Dixon from. Um, who did we sign Dixon? Was it not Sheffield? Who was it? Did we sign um, Lee Dixon from? Someone up north. <laughs> Uh, so someone they are screaming it in the chat box now as I try and frantically search for it. We signed Dixon from Stoke. Uh, we signed somewhere, I said somewhere up north. Uh, so yeah, Stoke is where we signed Martin Keown. Yeah, he, he obviously left Arsenal and came back uh, to Arsenal, but uh, certainly Dixon and Bold uh, came through. Uh, yeah, Boldy was Stoke as well. Yeah, indeed, we enabled that. We developed those guys into the players that they became ultimately at Arsenal as well. So. There you go. Uh, but there's a history lesson. We don't tend to do that, uh, <laughs> but we've done it today. Amira says, do you, uh, do you think the physicality is part of the reason defenders maybe develop later? Being small would benefit attackers if they're quick and agile or defenders might need time to bulk up. It's a really, really good point. It's a really, really good point. Um, players certainly do develop those more physical attributes, you'd say, more into their mid-20s. They're still growing. They're still developing at that stage. They're still... Um, the muscle work that they do at that age that can help with that as well. So, yeah, certainly I think that's a big, big part of it. Um, whereas wingers and attackers don't necessarily need that same level of, um, I suppose, biological maturity, if you like. Um, but that's definitely, definitely a part of it. Arsenal Avengers says, is this the longest and most boring international break or what? Uh, arguably last year's World Cup. <laughs> I know the World Cup was on, but it was such a long time in the middle of the season without any Arsenal, uh, that was in particular quite long. Uh, for those that hate international football, it would have probably been the worst. Uh, so the World Cup last year, I know there was a World Cup on, so it was different, but I feel as though that that period was uh, was really quite a lot. You know, it would have been a real struggle for those that have no interest and really do check out of international football, even during those international tournaments. So arguably 2022 winter was still certainly one of the worst periods that we had. Uh, Cole says, seriously, I also think it's the club style of play as well. Maybe that's one of the big reasons as to why we struggle to get those defenders coming through because we there's so much emphasis on ability and technical skill and dynamism that defenders don't necessarily come through at Arsenal in the same way. Temi says, Christian Bielik. We signed Christian Bielik from, uh, from Poland uh, at a young age and he did play a fair few games for the youth side but never made it at Arsenal. He went to Derby and has now gone to... He went to Charlton and then he went to Derby and then he went to Birmingham. I want to say Birmingham. I think that's where Bielik is. I don't know if he's left Birmingham since then, but that is where he was. Uh, he still does play for Birmingham. Yes. So there you go. Uh, knowledge. Knowledge of Arsenal's youth players and where they've gone to. Uh, Stuart says, it doesn't help that this is the third international break already this season. It's the way that it goes. It's the way that it goes. Uh, Pico says, don't you think watching England is boring? There's no class. I fall asleep watching them and the favouritism towards the players. If we are playing a small-sided squad, why aren't we having good rotation? I, I get you know, constantly frustrated with the England national sides. I have a lot of criticisms of, of Gareth Southgate. I personally think that a better coach, a better manager would already have us having won a major tournament by now. And sadly, I feel like this golden generation has been somewhat underwhelming under Southgate um, and continual mistakes are made. I hope he proves me wrong because I hope England do go on to win a tournament and we've got the squad to be able to do it. We've got the players to be able to do it. Saka, Bellingham, Foden, 
know, Kane still very much scoring week in, week out at Bayern Munich these days. Declan Rice. We've got so many £100 million players in that team that we should, without question, be in a position to to win these tournaments. But, yeah, very strange. Uh, Pico says, serious question, why no Ben White? And, uh, again, that is a question that I guess only Ben White and the England national team genuinely know the answer to. Darren says, Tom, is Gasirovsky, uh the Spanish under-18s uh, Valencia centre-half, uh, a project worth pursuing or is Diamande the one to pursue, albeit more expensive? He would be a lot more expensive and you'd argue he's more, he's a better player to go and, and pursue because he gives you an immediate impact whereas Gasiorowski uh, um, is, is certainly a younger player that would go into the youth team first, probably go out on loan a bit um yeah that's that's a lot trickier to see it's, it's night and day really regarding those two Diamande certainly is a far more accomplished player senior player whereas Gasiowski uh is, is not I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly it's an interesting name I'm assuming it has perhaps Eastern European heritage um Gasiowski's doesn't sound that Spanish does it so I'd be interested to know what his uh his background is uh, Luke says uh, I think people forget how hard it is to win a major tournament we progressed further in the last three major tournaments than any others in my admittedly relatively short lifetime. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that is that England uh, or is that um, Arsenal? I'm assuming it's England. I think we have progressed um, further than any others, but we were obviously previously just not. We were known for getting to quarterfinals sometimes, but I think that's more down to the the squad that we have. I think it's. Um, I, I, I think that we could have gone further. People say these these things all the times about Southgate. It says, look where he's taken us. He got us to a World Cup semi final, a European Championship final, and I'm saying, yeah, I get that. But I also think that a better coach wins us a European Championship and gets us to a World Cup final. We should have beaten Croatia. We should have beaten Italy. We didn't. Um, so I think a better coach wins one of those and at least gets us to the final of the other one. Um, Hussein says, this is like two people who don't know each other trying to keep up a conversation until our mutual friend, the Premier League, returns. I think we've done pretty well, Hussein, to be fair. We've covered a lot of ground. We've covered a lot of discussion about Arsenal during this international break. There's been a lot of news to talk about, lots of transfer tool, lots of obviously injury and team news things we've discussed as well. Uh, the women's team has kept us very entertained as well with another fantastic win this weekend. There's been lots going on. Um, so even though it's not had Arsenal necessarily in the same way that we want them to, and trust me, we're going to have a lot of games to talk about in just over a week's time because we've got games coming thick and fast. We've got, obviously, the Premier League, we've got the Champions League group stage games to finish top of the group. We're not we, If we beat Lawns, we finish top of the group, so we want to try and do that. Um, and obviously, we had that final game against PSV as well. But uh, there's lots of excitement still to come. We've got big games against Brighton, Villa, Liverpool still to come. So up until Christmas, it's going to get it's going to get very, very interesting indeed. And Arsenal need to make sure that they get maximum points. I think if Arsenal want to win the league, they can really only afford to drop two points uh, in the next run of fixtures with, you know, Brentford next, then Wolves, then Luton, then Brighton, then Villa, and then Liverpool. I think we can really only afford maybe to drop two, maybe two to four points max if we want to win the league. It's That's the demand. That is the expectations around a team that is going to win the title. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be great. And I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am. Uh, Dan says, I'm a physiotherapist. And you're right, Tom. It mainly comes down to fatigue regarding reduction of recovery and would be interesting to see the effects of attitude on circulation recovery, though. Um, I, I guess that's the... Um, 
like if you're on a long flight circulation how does it affect you if you're on a long flight if you're sitting down for a long period of time um i guess players that are in those situations try and move about the plane as much as they can while in flight to keep the circulation as best they can rather than sitting around for 12 to 15 hours or whatever it is to fly to, to brazil it's a very very long flight indeed so uh, I hope that, you know, you think that the research into that would be a stage where they know how to deal with those things on flights and to be able to keep people, the players as active as they can during those long flights. Uh, Walter says, genuine, genuine curiosity, where do English folk get the entitlement that they should be winning tournaments? England lost one in 1966, last one, one in 1966. For me, Walter, it's not necessarily an entitlement about winning it. It's looking and assessing the squad. It's looking and assessing who we've played against and those types of things. So when Arsenal, when Arsenal, when England were knocked out of the World Cup, um, sorry, the European Championships by Iceland, they shouldn't have been knocked out by Iceland. They were better than Iceland. When we were knocked out of the European Championships by Portugal in rather controversial fashion back in, what was it, 2000 and, uh, 2004? Um, and then 2006, Germany. Uh, who knocked us out in 2006? I mean, uh, South Africa 2010 was was Germany that knocked us out. Urzel, of course, Muller scoring. 2006, though, in Germany. Who knocked, Can anyone remember who knocked us out in 2006 in the World Cup in Germany? Um, tell me if you remember. That was the one that Italy won, right? Uh, Cannavaro lifting it um, against France. The famous... Was that, was that the Zinedine Zidane? Header in 2006, I think. I think it was. Um, my international football knowledge is nowhere near as good as my club football knowledge. Uh, Portugal, did they knock us out again? Was it twice, uh, or was it? Italy? No, it was Italy, wasn't it? So, Italy in 20, uh, Italy knocked us out when Andrea Pirlo did the old, uh, the little dink uh, penalty. I thought that was 2012. So Portugal as well knocked us out in 2006 as well. Um, the Zidane headbutt was in 2006, indeed. It's not about entitlement. It's about looking at the last few opponents that have knocked England out of tournaments. Iceland should not have knocked us out, you know. Um, looking, I mean, the previous tournament, France, you know, I don't have too much of an issue about the France one, but losing to Croatia in a World Cup semi-final, losing to Italy, who then didn't even qualify for the next tournament um, in the next one, it was mad. Like, you know... And again, England, you see on my head, is very much Arsenal. Uh, it's, it's very much a secondary thing, international football for me. It's not about entitlement. Maybe it is for some fans, but it certainly isn't for me. It's just about the fact that every time England have got knocked out under Southgate bar France, I've always felt as though we've underachieved. And I think that's the issue for me with England. With the squad that's available, I've always felt like we've underachieved. And so it's not entitlement it's yeah it's it's not it's not the same it's not the same anyway uh we're going to end the show there because as i say when we start going off on these tangents it's always a good sign to to bring things back around thank you so much everybody for tuning in and listening it's very much appreciated uh do drop a like on the video before you leave uh, it really does help us out on our challenge to hit 1k every day of this international break have a fantastic start to your week i'll be back with you tomorrow i'll also be on with sophie tonight on the hybrid squad for a brief moment as well and then i'll see you tomorrow for the 21st of November. Uh, so I'll see you again very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.